And as hitters, how often are we distracted by umpires that maybe aren't calling strikes or vice versa? Or coaches on the other team acting obnoxious or the other team being rude or yada, 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 fans going nuts. How often are we in the box and we are so focused on other things around us that we are not focusing on the yellow ball that makes our game happen? Hey, I'm Ashley Agle. Some of you might know me as Ashley Burkhart, and I'm a former D1 and professional softball player who spent a few years coaching in the college game before deciding to put all of my focus into youth softball players and helping them make their dreams and their goals happen for them. It's our job to help them unleash their potential and become the athletes they've always dreamt of. I come from a small city in the Midwest and didn't let that stop me from making my goal of playing D1 softball a reality. No matter where you live, you have the tools to help you thrive, and I am hoping through this podcast to help you get there. On this podcast, you'll learn from Olympians, Hall of Fame coaches, and elite players what their journeys have been like, and you'll also learn from me and my family a bit of our journey through the game. I'm so excited to have you here, so whip out your notebook and let's learn how we can grow in this game together. Welcome to When the Cleats Come Off. And welcome back to another episode of When the Cleats Come Off. I'm your host, Ashley Eagle, And yes, another solo episode this week. I'm here for it. I hope you are too. The reason why we're doing this is because I literally had a revelation in the hitting cage last week with my athletes. And I just had to tell you about this story. Yes, you were probably confused by the title, Find Your Bird. I know it's weird, but I promise to you it has a point. And... Originally, I said, well, you had to be there to understand, but what I did was outline this entire day and try to emphasize the teaching moment that that was brought to pretty much every athlete that I saw, and it kind of blew people's minds, including mine. Before we dive into this episode, Find Your Bird, I want to remind you that doors are going to be open for the Virtual Hitting Academy again on July 1st. So what Hitting Academy is, I'm going to try to keep it brief, is basically a community of athletes working to become their most confident selves in the box and beyond. Yes, it's tailored towards hitting. I know a lot of you have hitting coaches out there, but I can, one, be your hitting coach if you don't have an elite one near you, or we can spend a lot of time on hitting approach and mentality and confidence. And we dive into a lot of mental practices to allow you to be your most confident self in the box. Other things inside it are some drills you can do at home. We've started doing this in January. We have elite Hall of Fame, All-American, just insanely good coaches that come in every single month and talk to athletes that are inside the academy. We just had Natasha Watley on, and man, was she a hit. We also have weekly workshops. So we hit together, we do competitions. This is where we get our practices to turn into games is when we compete against each other. So we do those and every other week we do mental skills practices. So we work on not just building our confidence, but how to have a good mental approach at the plate, how to relax and rest and learn how to take care of our bodies and things like that. So many practices are in here. And I'm just so excited for doors to open on January 1st. If you want to join our 
wait list, you can do so by heading to the show notes below and tapping the link, or you can head to our website, click on Academy, and you can join our wait list there. You will be given tons of bonuses by simply being on the wait list. So don't hesitate, pause this episode, go join the wait list because if you decide that you don't want to purchase, that's fine. But there's a lot of cool things inside it, freebies just by being on the wait list. So I would love to have you there. Head to the show notes and you can check it out. Okay. Let's dive in to find your bird and what it means. So for those of you who don't know, I gave lessons in Elkhart, Indiana, and I work out of a warehouse, a very large warehouse um, upstairs in a loft, and occasionally some birds find their way into the loft and upstairs. And that's just life. Uh, We've had them come in before, but this mind-blowing moment came when I was talking to an athlete and you could see her eyes kind of like looked away from me for a second. And I was like, what, what are you looking at? And she's just like, oh, it's one of the birds. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're exciting, but that's not the point. The point is I had this revelation in my brain that if she's focusing on the bird, that means she's partially focusing on me, which means she's probably not really absorbing the stuff that I'm trying to give her which is, I mean, it's normal. I'm pretty sure I have ADHD. So sometimes I veer away from a conversation as well, but I thought about it and how that can pertain to hitting. Here's the teaching moment. When you look for something, you're going to find it. So originally before that lesson, we said, oh yeah, there's some birds floating around. And as soon as she saw it, she veered her eyes off of me and put all of her focus into that bird. And she unintentionally was distracted by something else. And as hitters, how often are we distracted by umpires that maybe aren't calling strikes or vice versa, or coaches on the other team acting obnoxious or the other team being rude or yada, 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 fans going nuts. How often are we in the box and we are so focused on other things around us that we are not focusing on the yellow ball that makes our game happen. One more time. How often do we step into the box and we forget about the round yellow thing that is required for us to hit it with our bat? And yes, I'm pertaining to hitting here because this is a hitting lesson. A lot of times we go up to bat with all these other things in our mind while trying to hit the big yellow thing over the fence or just hard in general. We cannot be successful hitters or successful anything in this game if we are trying to multitask. Our brain cannot be in two places at once. It can only be at one place at one time, and especially our body. Here's here's the deal. Our human body is going to be in the present moment 24-7. Our brain can, can wind over to the past, and it can wind over to the future. And if we spend too much time in the past or future, we are not in the present. So this is probably going to be taken in many different places, and I'm going to try to be very clear here, but we cannot be successful if we are in the future or the past, or we are distracted by things around us. We must keep our eyes on the prize, which is that yellow thing that we're trying to hit. When you look for something, you will find it. When you make your sole priority doing one thing with that ball that's coming towards you, you will find the thing. If you say that when you're up to bat and you say, I'm trying, I'm looking for good contact here. I'm looking for good contact. I'm looking for good pitches. 
you have to be very specific on what it is that you're out looking for. And you're not always going to be successful just simply because you have the mindset of, I am looking for good pitches, or I am looking for something I can drive, or X, Y, Z. There's so many different things you can focus on. But unless you are focused on one thing, you will get distracted and you will have many things in your mind while you should only have one thing, the present moment and making the most happen here. Hitters, a lot of times we dwell on the past. We dwell on the strikeout. We dwell on the ball that was between our legs and we still can't get over it. Or maybe we have this fear of failing in the future and we can't get our mind off of what we can't do or won't be able to do or don't see ourselves doing well. We become what we think. So if you're trying not to strike out, you're probably going to strike out because of this, because you're trying not to think about something that forces you to think about the thing. And that probably made no sense, but we are what we think. So we need to shift our mindset. And if you're an athlete sitting here right now, or you're a coach who realizes your athletes do this, let's talk about how we can shift our mindset from the past, trying not to do something or trying not to be distracted by all the things. This is why I loved when Sue Anquist came on the podcast and talked about how parents should just sit back and relax, especially if you're in the stands. Now, if you're coaching, that's a whole nother ball game. But just sit back and relax and watch your kid play because if she's trying to hear what you're saying and also think her own thoughts and also try to be successful, there are three different parties here that are trying to give her information when she should only have one thing on her mind and that's hitting the ball hard and that's just priming her brain to do that. So rule of thumb, if you are saying don't strike out and we've talked about this before, You need to figure out what it is that you want to do. Maybe in the situation you have a runner at second and you want to hit the ball behind the runner. Well, work to hit the ball up the middle as hard as you can. Work to hit that ball up the middle and she is likely going to be able to score if it reaches the outfield, depending on how fast your runner is and how the outfielder's arm is. So you need to be telling yourself things that you want to be doing, just like finding your bird. If you are going to say, hey, go look for the bird, go look for the bird and you sit back and you just wait, and the only thing on your mind is trying to find the bird, it's like playing I spy. Oh, there's the bird, I found it. This is how our brain works when we're up to bat. If we are looking to hit the ball as hard as we can up the middle, and that's the only thing that we're focusing on, you're probably going to go for pitches that will allow you to do that. The ball of your head, well, we can't hit that hard up the middle. Your subconscious will say, oh, I'm good. I have something else I'm focusing on. But if you're like, don't swing at the ball over my head, You're going to swing at the ball over your head because what are you thinking about? A ball over your head, not a good hard pitch that's down that you can drive up the middle. You see how this works? This is not just me. This is science. Like your brain and the psychology of this. This is why I loved studying sports psychology. I also have a book next to me that I'm going to read from called Winning the Mental Game by Amber Selking, Dr. Amber Selking, who I plan to have on the podcast soon talking all about this incredible book. But that is how the brain works. You have to tell it what to think about. It's almost like doing a puzzle too. I am like a nerd and love doing puzzles. I'm currently doing a master's puzzle because my husband and I are doing this fun thing where if we put together puzzles of places we've been, we're going to put it in our basement along with a picture of the both of us. I don't know why I shared that story with you, but anyway, I love puzzles and I love what they teach us. I won't go all into the detail of it, but you know when you're doing a puzzle and you see this like funky little space or open spot and you're like, ooh, I can find a piece that looks like that weird shape. 
And then you go through all the pieces that you haven't put together yet and you're looking for it and you're like, ooh, I'm trying to find the piece. I'm trying to find the piece. Oh, this might be the piece. And it doesn't fit. And you're like, oh, I'll try again. I'll try again. Oh, I found the piece. And then it fits. And you're like, yes, I found what I was looking for. Nothing else matters but that piece. I've tried to do puzzles before where I'm trying to do four different quadrants of the puzzle and that just doesn't work. My progress is literally very, very minimal and that's the same for hitting. It's like when you're focusing on all these different things, you're probably not going to have the success that you're looking for. But when you focus on a specific piece or a part that you're trying to do, it's much easier to find it. It's like hitting. You're more likely to find it when you let go of distractions. You're more likely to find the center of that ball when you let go of all the other distractions. All right, I'm going to read page 117 from Winning the Mental Game, The Playbook for Building Championship Mindsets by Dr. Amber Selking. She's the GOAT. She's actually the one who inspired me to get into podcasting, so you have her to thank for all of this. And it talks about the science of thoughts. So it says, repeated thoughts build protein patterns in the brain. These thoughts become mindsets, and these mindsets influence our behavior, our performance, and our overall outlook on and approach to life. So wouldn't it stand to reason then having an eternal peace within us is just about as good as it gets. And the way to obtain that peace is by focusing on those things that are positive and productive. If we're so busy thinking about our weaknesses or insecurities and all of the possible negative outcomes that might occur, like looking into the future, as we're about to execute an important task, we're actually giving power to those negative thoughts. Give power to the things that make you great, and those two will be brought to life. And then at the bottom of the page is a quote by George Lucas saying, always remember, your focus determines your reality. Having a clear focus is the only way we're going to consistently be successful as hitters. So just like I told my athlete to turn around and say, okay, go find the bird, she was able to find it because she put all of her focus into that. And probably because it had nothing to do with softball, it was much more fun to do in that moment where it was, it was kind of stressful for us in the box. She was kind of rolling over a few times and it wasn't pretty. And I said, you know what? Go, go turn around and find the bird. She found the bird. She's like, yes, little wins. Go tell yourself what you want to do and you'll set yourself up to do it. Look for what you want to find. So I'm going to give you a few things to maybe look for to shift that mindset from I can't do this or I don't think I can or just self-doubt or I'm so distracted and overwhelmed, I'm anxious. Here's a couple things that worked well for me and some of the athletes that I work with that you might be able to adopt. What can you look for? Good contact, like I said earlier. So you know what good contact is. When you hit the ball and it's very loose and it's like you barely tried and you hit it hard. Let's look and have an approach to go up to bat and look for good contact. That works really well for a lot of people, including myself. Maybe you look for good pitches, all right? Maybe you're an athlete who tends to like swing at balls that aren't strikes often, and it's simply because you put too much clout into the pitcher, you give her too many eggs in your basket, and you don't really give yourself the ability to be successful because you're putting all your emphasis into something else. Well... What if you solely looked for good pitches? Your brain, like we just read in the book, will tell you and your subconscious will go for those good pitches because that's what you're looking for. If you're looking for just any pitch, you're going to start swinging at balls that aren't strikes. But if you're looking for good pitches or pitches, like I like to say nowadays, is you have a quadrant of zones in the box and you should be pretty dominant at least three of those four. Look for those three. 
look for those three quadrants, the ones that you know you can hit well. And you'll likely swing at those balls that are in those quadrants because you're looking for it. Maybe you're looking for a hard hit up the middle. This was my favorite thing to think about. And in order to give myself a little edge, I also said I wanted it to smoke it right by the pitcher's face. Scare her, right? Because I want to be in the driver's seat. I wanted to hit it as hard as I could up the middle. And no, that doesn't mean I always hit it hard up the middle. I did it often, but I put myself in the driver's seat. I put my my foot on the gas pedal. I'm in charge here, and that's what I was focusing on. And I was able to get a lot of hits that honestly were maybe miss hits, but they were hit well because I was just focusing on crushing it. I wasn't just focusing on contact. I was focusing on crushing it. Maybe a pitcher has a, has a changeup that fools everybody. Maybe she has a good rise ball and you want to be able to hit that pitch. Then maybe you focus on hitting it, not, not trying to hit it, but focus on how can I hit this? I'm pretty sure Sydney Romero, when she hit that home run in the Women's College World Series, that very clutch one that a lot of us are going back to think about right now, it was over her head, but she clearly wanted that rise ball. There was nothing stopping her. She's like, she's going to throw me that rise ball and I'm going to be ready for it. And it was basically at her eyes, if not higher. And she kept her hands above it and she hit it. Now, does she? do you think she works on that in, in practice all the time? Uh, probably not. But she has a mentality of, I want something, I'm going to go get it. And that's something that we can practice and that we can work on. Now, the same goes the other way. If you're trying not to swing at the changeup, then look for something fast. Look for something that's coming at you fast. Then you're training your brain to look for the fast and you won't even be phased by the slow. Now, obviously, we can't take this mentality with us when we have two strikes because then we're going to take the changeup that could potentially be a strike. We have to expand our zone a little. And with, th- with two strikes, maybe say anything close I'm crushing. I used to say that, and I also used to say, stay short to the ball. That allowed me to stay short with, with that hand path and not get long, and it helped me a lot, especially with two strikes. But you can tell yourself anything that you want. And like I said, if you're trying not to hit the rise ball, then focus on something low. Do the extreme. If you're trying not to hit the changeup, look for something fast. It is that simple, but it's only simple if you practice it. Like I said before, hitters cannot multitask and be successful. It is not possible. It's not. We can shift our mindset quickly. We can learn to adjust fast, which is great because we all make mistakes. We all go for pitches that we shouldn't have gone for. But again, if you dwell on the past and dwell on that bad swing that you put on the ball, well, you just gave up the rest of your bat instead of learning from it and saying, oh, that rise ball really got me and saying, I'm going to focus low. You basically give the power to the pitcher. And like we said in the book, you give the power to negative thoughts. But we can change that. Because negative thoughts are naturally going to creep in. They're in my head multiple times a day. And sometimes they get to me. But as hitters and as softball players, we need to learn how to adjust and how to have a negative mindset and shift it as fast as we can. And the best thing that we can do is focus on what we want aka find your bird. (laughs) I love this concept. I'm probably going to continue researching this concept, but I wanted to share with you this story of find your bird because you are what you consistently think. And just like it was talking about in the book about creating protein patterns in our brain, well, a lot of us might've made a lot of protein patterns in our brain on negative thoughts. And that's where we find the high anxiety and depression and things like that. 
But what we can do is try to just simply shift your mindset when it is negative to something positive, to something that you want to do. That doesn't mean like positive means smiling, happy. No, a positive mindset is focusing on what you want, which is something positive on the field, a positive outcome. And again, we can't tell ourselves what outcomes we will get, but we can try to see something for us that could happen and then prime our brain to remain focused on making it happen. So keep it simple, shift your mindset, do not have many things on your mind, have a sincere focus on what it is that you want to do and practice it. Now, if you have a game like tomorrow, then your first practice might be that game. But I highly encourage you that when you practice this week on your own or with your team or with your dad or mom, practice this mindset. If you pull the ball in foul territory, let's say on third base side, well, try to work foul territory on the opposite side. That's an adjustment. I always say the best teams make the fastest adjustments. Oklahoma softball was down by two runs in the final game and they came back and they won. Their pitchers made adjustments, their defense made adjustments, their hitters definitely made adjustments. Make adjustments and make small ones. You don't need to make huge ones. You don't need to make huge, you don't have to strike out and then say, oh, I'm going to hit a home run next time. No, just keep it simple. Tell yourself what you want and go do it. I love talking mental approach. I love doing it. It's one of my favorite things, especially as a hitting coach and where I think I make the biggest impact with my hitters that I work with in person and virtually. So shift your mindset. Tell yourself what you want. When you look for something, you're going to find it. If you look for the good, you're going to find the good. If you look for the bad, you're always going to find that too. Look for the good. Look for the positive and make those big dreams and goals happen for you. Everybody comes across doubt. Everybody doesn't think they can do it until they keep going and they find out they can. So find your bird and keep it simple. Thanks for hanging out with me today. If this podcast really resonated with you, I would appreciate it if you shared it with a friend. (laughs) I really enjoyed learning this with my athletes and I will probably be preaching this until I stop giving lessons, which is probably till I'm about 85. But thanks for listening. Share it with a friend, share it with a teammate. Practice this as often as possible. You can practice this not just in softball, but beyond that. You are what you think, and you can change and shift the patterns of your thoughts. All right, don't forget to stay humble, stay awkward, keep smiling, and keep going after those massive goals of yours. They are worth it if you just keep going, especially when the negative creeps in. All right, I'll see you next week.